0: Starting a new business? Where does your first dollar go? How do you keep it coming in? And how do you keep growing? That and more on cash flow. Hi, I'm Jason Waters, CEO of JW Financial Group. Welcome to Cash Flow, where we talk about your small business and how to do what your number one goal is, is to create cash flow. With us today is Fred Williams. He's the CEO of Level 3 Associates. They do uh, non-destructive testing. Can you tell us what non-destructive testing is, Fred?
1: Uh, my company is a company that we do non-destructive testing that's simply to uh, test the integrity and the uh, structural soundness of any part or any material. Okay. so That's basically what we do in Great. a nutshell. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So let's just dive into some questions if that's okay
1: okay. should i try to find investors or
0: should i try to build a book of business before i begin that's a great question Um, and really when it comes to investors it's really about how much capital do you need how much business do you want to give up how much control do you want to give up so should you get investors Uh, maybe Um, if you have to have capital and you can't get debt capital and you don't have your own funds then yes you're going to need investors but i would always recommend you know, try to keep as much of the business as you can, as much control as you can because every entrepreneur I've ever met with, when they start raising capital, they give up control and then their, their life changes from what they're used to. So um, as far as the investor question, Fred, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, speaking from my own experience, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I was looking at uh, the possibility of uh, inviting investors to uh, invest into my company because I was looking to take it to the next level. but. Over a period of time, our, our business picked up, our revenue um, increased dramatically. So that eliminated the need for investors. But yes, I totally agree with what you what you've said.
0: Along with investors, there's also other sources of capital. There could be banks. So yes. What's your What's your take on banking? Um,
1: my take on banking for the small business owner is, uh, if I had to give advice to a small business owner, I would I would steer them toward the community banks first, the smaller banks they seem to be a little bit more in tune with working with the uh, small business uh, owner and uh, you know they're more involved in the community than the bigger banks. Okay. And of course, that's how we met. Exactly, that's how we met, uh, with the small bank, yes. Okay. And people ask me that question and I always recommend them to the smaller community okay. banks because um, you know they're friendlier and they're more involved as well too. Not to say that the big banks aren't, but that's just been my experience okay. with them.
0: The second part of that question was, should I build my book of business before I start my business? So, Which I think, what if I understand the question correctly, that is, you know, if I'm leaving somewhere else or I'm a technician somewhere else or I'm an expert somewhere, how do I build a book of business? Do I build it and then take it with me or do I start my business and then build it? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, that's a that's a touchy situation as well too because if you're working for someone and you decide to take business with you, you're taking your previous employer's Uh, Customers or clients with you, and I I don't recommend that. I recommend that you, you know, that you build your business based off your own knowledge and experience. And if you are, if you're pretty good at what you do, then uh, they'll come to you. You'll find the clients and customers.
0: Yeah, we always have to say in that, you know, got to be careful. Make sure you do what's legal and ethical.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and you know, I'm a firm believer in, um, you know, as far as taking clients with you from a previous employer, if that's the you know, if that's the direction that you're thinking that you want to go in, yeah. I I wouldn't recommend that because mm-hmm. I believe that uh, things don't succeed when you yeah. when you don't ultimately right the
0: at client point. wants to go, they're going to go absolutely right. Yes,
1: so in that situation, you leave it up to the client. Uh, I worked for an employer before, and uh, I decided to leave the company and. Uh, go uh, start my own business and I informed the clients that I was no longer going to be working there. I did not solicit them to come and join me, but I just informed them that I would no longer be working there and then they make the decision themselves. Technology changes so fast in my industry. Is it better to purchase or lease equipment?
0: That's a great question. Uh, Fred, do you want to see if you can handle that
1: one? Yeah, that seems to be right in my wheelhouse because that's something that I deal with on the regular. The equipment in my industry, yes, it does change uh, drastically and quickly, especially with the advent of the uh, microchip, which makes uh, things smaller these days. Um, I would recommend, if you could, purchasing your own equipment, Uh, especially if it's expensive equipment, kind of like what I use, uh, that's in the uh, million dollar range, Um, it's just just so many more benefits to when you own your own. Versus leasing the equipment so if it's very expensive pricey equipment uh, if you have the opportunity or the funds or the resources to purchase it then i recommend that you do that
0: so like yours is machine time yeah. versus leasing purchasing so if you right from a financing standpoint you have a capital lease operating lease right. or a capital lease, you're really purchasing it anyway but what well, yours is just paying per hour and right. so for your case you have gotta buy it
1: I have to yeah but I mean because the the lease price that I'm paying is what three or four times versus the purchase price right so that only makes sense to purchase it
0: okay and then how do you if you purchase the equipment and technology changes how do you make sure that that stays current
1: well that's a that's a that would be on uh, that would be on us we'd have to do our own research and uh, you know we attend trade shows and seminars where the uh, where the manufacturers uh, uh, demo their equipment so we're able to go take a look at the latest and the greatest and see uh, what would be a good fit for our company.
0: And then a lot of times I believe manufacturers will um, they have a certain cycle where they're going to upgrade the equipment that yeah. you use, correct? In yes, industry. yes,
1: that's right and uh, when we purchase that you know often that's a part of the package, uh, yeah. you know, to notify us about any upgrades or right. improvements in the, uh, in the equipment.
0: And Every situation is different when it comes to leasing versus buying. I've known a lot of companies, to, I've known companies that do both. Uh, there's not really a right or wrong answer the answer is what is best for your business. If you're someone that's paying hourly to, quote, lease time on equipment, then a lot of, and you, you know, your business has grown, maybe initially you needed a few hours, and now you're using 40 hours, yeah, you you probably should buy your equipment. But if you're someone that, um, say say you own a lot of vehicles, and you use them, and you need to keep up with um, the the latest version for whatever you do, um, road work, whatever that is, then it might be better to lease and then turn it back in when it's done.
1: I'm starting a small business. What do I need to account for besides my immediate employees and my personnel budget?
0: Absolutely. So I recommend that anyone that's starting a business create a 24 month cash budget. What cash you have now, how you expect cash to come in and how you expect to spend your cash on every line item that could possibly happen. Now, will will things work out exactly how your cash budget? Says no, it won't. But it gives you a good blueprint of where you're going. Uh, Fred, what do you think about that?
1: Well, Jason, I think it's, uh, it's uh, more revenue driven as, uh, as far as uh, whether you're gonna hire additional consultants and employees. I mean, speaking for myself personally, when I first started my business, I mean, I was the consultant, I right. was the accountant, I was the payroll. I did all of that initially because I didn't have any employees. But as the business continued to grow over the years and the revenue in- increased, and then I was able to, uh, you know, hire that professional help that I needed, uh, to, you know, to help grow the company, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, CPAs and lawyers and, and employees. But in the first year of business, I mean, that's that's not even on my radar. Right. I'm trying to stay in business <laughs> and stay relevant. So.
0: And we came in as your fractional CFO and absolutely. Account.
1: I can't explain to your audience the impact that you've had on my business. Um, you know, when you and I first met. It was, uh, you know, you were my first banker back in 2008. I like to say uh, President Obama and I came in office at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's one way I can keep up with it, but uh, I met you as well too. You were my first banker. You gave me $10,000 to get started in business. And, uh, you know, we've kept this relationship going for uh, 12 years, going strong. Um, you had a situation in your life a couple of years ago where your, uh, where your employment changed, and you decided to go into business for yourself. And it just so happened that you were a perfect fit for what we needed because our books were all out of order. Um, you know, our bills were were, were were all over the place. And uh, you came in and said, hey, Fred, I can come in and help you clean up these books, get your credit back right, um, you know, get you some connections at some of these banks, community banks and big banks, and kind of get your business on the right track. And you said that to me two years ago. And today, i got to say, you've done that and uh, beyond as well, too. So you have definitely been a positive, instrumental impact in the growth of my business.
0: Well, thank you. We're happy to be part of it.
1: Yep, and continue to look forward to it as well, too, as your business grows.
0: Well, that's all we have for today. If you have any questions, you can find us on social media at hashtag cashflow. Thank you. Until next time.